Welcome to Chosen Generation Ministries with Pastor Paul Morgan. We are a non-denominational multicultural ministry based in the heart of Richmond, Virginia. CGM helps to develop nurturing, healthy relationships with ourselves, others, and God. We are a conversational church that engages our congregation in an active dialogue that enhances their personal walk with Jesus Christ in all aspects of life. Let's join Pastor Paul. Everything is covered in here. Well, from you are all things and to you are all things. Everything that's created was created by him. And not only by him, but for him. So just allow that. And he's worthy of it all because everything that we have that is good comes from him. Everything that is, repeat after me, everything that's good comes from him. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, I come before your throne, washed in the blood of Jesus. I thank you for giving me the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might. Make me a quick understanding so I do not judge by what I see with my eyes or hear with my ears, but by what your Holy Spirit reveals to me. We thank you, Jesus, for your presence and ask you to be Lord over this ministry and all that is done here. We ask you, Holy Spirit, to anoint this time of prayer and ministry. We claim the blood of Jesus over this session for our protection. We proclaim that Jesus Christ is Lord here and that this is holy ground. We take authority in the name of Jesus and the power of his blood and word. Command all evil spirits to leave this property now. We claim this room sealed in the name and authority of Jesus. We bind and forbid any evil spirits on the outside from having any knowledge or influence in this room. We thank you that the battle is the Lord's, but the victory is ours. In Jesus' name, amen. So welcome. Happy Sunday to you. We've been talking about what has love got to do with it. Say a, a lot. <laughs> when you're in love with the right person, it's worth a lot. I, anybody ever been in love with the wrong person? Raise your hand. Okay. It wasn't fun, was it? It started out good. But it ended up bad. Amen? But that's not how it is with intimacy with God. That's what we've been talking about. This is section five of that. Intimacy with God. And let's look at um, Jeremiah chapter 31, verse 3. And it says, I have loved you with an everlasting love. See how this is moving? I have loved you with everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness, have drawn you and continued faithful, faithfulness to you. So what does that mean? I have loved you with an everlasting love. That word everlasting means definite, indefinite. It never runs out. Therefore, with loving kindness, the only thing that God can give us is love. So if he's love, all he has attached to him is loving kindness. And he have drawn you. And what he's saying right there is he came after us. We didn't come after him. He came after us. So he looked for me. He looked for you. He looked for you. He looked for you. And he said, now is the time. So he came looking for us. Now, if he has it all. Why would he want us? Because he wanted to share his love with us. He wanted to give us, and he wanted to show us what faithfulness was. Faithfulness, where he's always can be depended on. Now, what we get upset about is when we don't get it the way we thought we should have got it. 
that's when we get special. Anybody ever got special when you prayed for a job and he waited a little while? Okay. Or you prayed for a mate and he sent you the right one, but you picked the, oh, I can't even get him to say wrong, wrong one. <laughs> but, but see, if all he has is faithfulness and loving kindness, then what else can he give? He doesn't give us pain. He doesn't give us punishment. Now, he is a just God. But he wants the best for us. He wants us to know what it's like to be loved. I'm just talking about my father, if that's okay with you. But let's talk about what hinders our intimacy with God. Because we think if we get this or we get that or we get that car, that house, that, 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 that boo, that we got it. We got the intimacy. We was praying at one time, but then when boo came along, what happened? Stop praying. When the car came along, that, that Mercedes that you always wanted. What happened? And I'm not talking about nothing that we get is bad as provided that is provided by the Lord. But I am talking about how we can get intimate with our cars, our houses, our lawns. Am I talking to anybody? Y'all not going to raise your hand if I'm talking to you anyway. Are you? So we have talked about uh, knowledge. We said some things that hinders God is knowledge. Knowledge puffs up. Because you don't listen to people when they're trying to share with you what's going on with them because you already got the answer. Y'all ever encountered anybody like that? Well, you're like, wait a minute, I'm not even finished yet. So, you know, knowledge gets in your head, but what's in your heart? What's in your heart? Then we talked about complacency, how we just see the miracles of God and we just got tired of that. Or we hear God's word and say, well, the pastor's been talking about that for too long. What, what, what other ways have we become complacent? Anybody want to share? I got one over here. How else have we become complacent? Because we're saying these are the things that hinders. Our routine with God, like um, our morning routine, if we kind of get into a tradition or a rut. Okay. Okay. All right. A tradition or a rut. What else? Anybody else? Complacency? I got one in the back. Complacency. I'm just... Lord, let, let, let me just go to another church. I've been at this one for three months, so let me, let, let, let me just go over to the next one because, you know, I heard they got it going on over there. Back in the day when I was out there wilding out, uh -huh. I got complacent with his mercy and grace. I'm Ooh. like, oh, I can drink and drive or, oh, I can pass out over there and he's going to save me, but okay. doesn't it run out eventually? Yeah, yes, ma'am. So thankfully, yes, I'm not being complacent in that area. Thank God. What about pride and success? How, how does that mess us up? You know, we, we, we got it now. We, we arrived there. We got more money in that bank account than we ever had. But nothing wrong with having money in your bank account. But are you prideful? Because the scripture says pride comes before a fall. So it's a prediction. I mean, God's word is true. He tells us pride. You got pride. If you don't adjust it, get a heal. Then destruction is coming. I got a question. Another way to be complacent is, um, oh, I don't, I, I see somebody homeless on the street. I don't, oh, I don't have to give them nothing. Okay. I just, I got somewhere to go. I, I got to mm -hmm. hurry up. I'm in a rush. Yeah, they, they'll be all right. So remember, possessions don't assign value to us. God does. So whether you're a millionaire, billionaire, or trillionaire, and someone is homeless, or they, they might only make $100 a week, God assigned the same amount of value to them both. God assigns the same amount of value to us both. So possessions don't assign value. Because you know the people that make sure that you see their belt buckle, they got the designer name on it, or 
Uh, what, what, what else? You know, it's cold outside, and they'll make sure that that day they're not wearing a shirt, you know, so that you can see where the necklace come from. I'm messing with people there. All right, so today we're going to talk about distractions. That's number four of intimacy with God. And distractions come in all forms, in all directions, but let me tell you, the result is the same. It shifts our attention from something of greater importance to something of lesser importance. Can I, can I, can I just go real natural with you, then I can go spiritual? You, you know you got that turn paper, do. But then all of a sudden you get the a, a, a dong that says, you know, uh, you got to see what's happening on Facebook or, or Instagram or what, what, what's that funny one where people dance on it? TikTok. And so then you're stopping the term paper that you know is due, and then you're looking at the internet. You're looking at social media. Is that term paper important? This is all you need to graduate that you've been spending four years on. But then all of a sudden you just say, well, I'm, I'm just drifting away with this. So something of less importance was replaced by something of great importance. But let's go godly on this thing. So how much time we spend with him? I mean, we say we love him. How much time? Well, well let, let me go natural. Then I go spiritual on you again. All right, is that okay, Ashley? All right, so we, we say we love our person that we with. But when we have opportunity to spend time with him, do we? Y'all don't, don't, if y'all married, don't, don't say no. <laughs> Do you have time to spend with them? Or, or do you find another excuse for why you can't be home today or why you can't talk to them on the phone? Or why, how come we can't have family time or date night? But what happened with you and God? There was a time where you didn't set anything up until you talked to him. You didn't do anything until you prayed. In the morning when we wake up, first thing we do is glorify him. Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus that I woke up this morning. And that my family is alive and breathing. That we have heat. That we have electricity. We have AC when we need it. We have food. We have transportation. But no, wait a minute now. I'm waking up and, oh, I got about 12 emails. We used to pray in the morning. But now we email in the morning. And, and we just tell God, we'll get back to him. How, how many of you guys continue to talk to somebody that don't look you in the eyes? Well, why did you stop talking to a person like that? You know, you, you, hey, you got a minute? You ask for permission. They say, yeah, if, if it's no, they should say no. I can't talk right now. But they got time to talk to you. But they said yes. But when you try to talk to them, they look in them all around. What happens to that? Would you continue to talk to somebody that don't pay you no attention? Now, now are we relying on the loving kindness and the tender mercy? He's always there. But where did we put him? I'm, I'm going to ask you a question. What took his place? Because he used to be first. I, I just gave you four examples. But what took his place? Y'all fill it in on, on comment section. If y'all brave enough, y'all can raise your hand in here and I can shout it out to the world. What took his place? Can, oh, can ministry take his place? Can I be so busy preparing for the message that I don't go to the preparer? Uh, yes, ma'am. I got one in the back. Uh, we have someone online. Okay. Um, the question was, what hinders our intimacy with God? And okay. she says, comparison, okay. which says, well, if they can, so can I. Okay. And arrogance, I am better than this. That. Appreciate your honesty. Anybody fail in that category? I, I see one in the back. 
But what took its place? Because distractions comes from all forms, comes in all forms and all directions. Do you know what else distractions us? It can reveal what is important and loved by us. Because what you enjoy doing, you enjoy being. So you will stay in that position. Any of y'all now, now, I'm going Christian on y'all, because you're in church, so you're not supposed to lie. How many of y'all ever binge watched? Okay, I, I, I got half the congregation honest. <laughs> and you just binge watch. But the Bible says, this is what the Bible, the Bible calls this idolatry. And that's where we take a spiritual God and place him in an object. So we take idolatry is when we replace a God with an image. And so what we do is that image could be that, that car, could be that house, could be that boo. Distractions come. But I tell you something. Y'all write this down. Dissatisfaction creates distractions. Because all we got to do, that job is the perfect job. I enjoy that job. I've been on that job. But then dissatisfaction comes. You didn't get the raise you thought you should get. Because what did we do? We looked over at somebody else and, and you know, we saw, they, 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 did they put that check there so we could see it on purpose or did they just didn't mean to and we just happened to stretch our neck over just a little bit? Anybody know what I'm talking about? They got the promotion that you felt like you should have got. So now that I'm dissatisfied, then I'm going to be distracted. So where I was getting to, to the job when they say to be there, I'm going to be late consistently. I'm going to be passive aggressive. When I need to turn it in at the proper time, I'm going to turn it in a little later than that. What, what, what was going so well for you that when you got dissatisfied in that relationship, you got distracted? Well, maybe this is not the one I thought I should be with. But you got the ring on it. <laughs> what, what, what happened with you? Because you were on fire for the Lord at one time. We were on fire for the Lord one time. Man, we, we prayed in the morning, prayed in the night, read our Bible during lunchtime. Because now we carry it with us. We ain't got to carry the big Bible. We, 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 we got it right on the phone. But what happened? What this? Oh, I'm sorry. You prayed to God for a specific thing, and he did something different. So now we dissatisfied with God. So God, I'm not going to serve the way I used to because, I, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. I've been serving you for 15 years. And I've been faithful. I've been tithing. I've been coming to church. I'm in ministry. But you did it, and I'm not satisfied with the way you did. So now something happened. Now we distracted, and we come up with excuses. And, and, and our friends will call us, and they'll say, well, um, I hadn't seen you in church in a few weeks. What, what, what's the excuse we give? Anybody know? I've been, I, I've been online. I've been online. I've been working. Huh? I, I'll be there next week. Lord, know my heart. So see, see, I don't know. I got a certain thing going on. What, what else? Lord, know my heart. You got something back there? Lord, know my heart. I've been at work. I'm coming. See, we distract. I mean, we mad at somebody in ministry. So that's a distraction because we're dissatisfied. So dissatisfaction creates distractions. It comes after identity. I see you. It comes after identity. So wherever you are, Whoever you are, it's going to come after your identity. And I want to share something with you that might come as a surprise. That if you are in ministry, it's going to come consistently. It's going to come consistently. Because if I take, if you, uh, let me just use myself. So if you can take the pastor out, 
you can see the flock fly away. So that's what, that's what happens. Is what is your identity? What are you in Christ? Because each one of us got a title, and it's called Christians. What do you have to be on the lookout for? Because people are watching you to see what you're going to do, see what you're going to say, how you're going to respond, how you're going to react. Y'all ever notice that you're being watched? You know, even with the mask, people can recognize the light in your eyes. So we, we think we got the mask on and people won't notice who we are. But if you have an identity and it's called Christians or believers, then stuff is going to come your way. And I had a question or two. Okay. Um, someone online said busyness, busyness? is the reason why uh, it's hindering their intimacy with um, God. Okay, busyness. Okay, all right. Appreciate your honesty. So it comes after identity. Have you ever been, for lack of a better word, I know this is not correct English, have you ever been coming after? Have you ever been? Yeah. You, you, you might be the head of your company. Have you ever been come after? Were you doing the right thing, but people coming after you? So they're coming after your identity. Then, oh, it comes with a counterfeit. How many of y'all know that when you're dissatisfied, distraction is going to come as a counterfeit? And y'all know I'm going to get real on, on counterfeits, right? It comes as a counterfeit. It looks good, smells good, tastes good. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. I'm meddling now. Yes, ma'am. Yes, I... Uh, one thing lately that I had to been stay away of is like uh, been, I've been distracted by politics. You no know, okay. stuff has been going on. Okay, all and right. Trying to take me away from what my uh, responsibilities are as a Christian. Okay, all right. Being distracted by politics. So it comes after identity, which will constantly be challenged. Say constantly. So, so if you get used to, if if overcoming is your lifestyle, it just passes you by. You understand what I mean? It, it hit, but it says no weapon formed against me will prosper. Now, the weapon is formed, but it won't prosper. So prosper means they got what they wanted. He says that won't happen. But we have to stand. Wait a minute. I mean, you, you, you open up, you know, you, somebody knocking on your door, and, and you, everybody got a peephole or got, got security system. And look like Jason. Y'all know who Jason is. Don't, 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 don't be trying to act like you don't know who Jason is. That's the dude with the mask and the big knife. <laughs> so what are you going to do? You're just going to look at him and say, come on in. <laughs> or you're going to call the police. Or some of us will shoot him. Yeah. Shoot him where it's saying, Yes, sir, the right to bear arms. The right to bear arms. Yes, sir. <laughs> I saw the man with the knife. He had blood on it. I'm telling you, he got to go. <laughs> or who would let him in? Who would let him in? So this dissatisfaction, it amplifies us not filtering from, uh-oh, here it is, where we are and whose we are. When we filter situations not through Christ, because if he's in us and we are in him, then that's how we should filter. We should filter it. What does God's word say about it? What was this thing that was real popular a couple of years ago? What would Jesus do? So stuff come, and we need to look at where are we? And the first thing I ask is, am I dissatisfied? Because, see, if I'm dissatisfied, what I'm going to do is I'm going to filter that, that, that the stuff that's coming my way through my own hurt, my own pain. And that's not going to end well. Because how many of y'all know that 
a lot of the times, the people that we are upset with it, us, that's normal for them. Y'all know what I mean? I mean, some people just normal chaotic. They love chaos. So they'll come and get stuff started, but you need to filter it through him. God, what have you called me to? Is this a distraction? I do a lot of self-talk. I don't care who listens. Y'all need to start that thing, man. You need to start talking to yourself. Talking out loud, interrupt the thought. In order to replace the thought, all you have to do is talk out loud, and the thought is interrupted. And then, let's see, what are we doing? These are the ways that things that we need to filter through. What are we doing? Are we doing what God called us to? So do we expect some challenges? Or when things don't go the way we think they should, then God is not in it? If he called you to it, he's in it. Now, I say, when who called you to it? Okay. So what are we doing? Are we comparing ourselves to where you have 80 members and this church has 5,000? Well, what God called you to? He called you to this ministry, this flock. What did he call you to? What did he call you to do? How did he call you to serve? Did he, he, he mention to you that marriage was something that you should do now? Well, I've known him for two weeks now. Come on now. <laughs> Come on. So where are we? Are we in a desperate state? You want to ask yourself, where are you? And what are we doing? Are we glorifying God? Well, they, they, they don't have to be a Christian. But he said, be not unequally yoked. Well, I'm a yoke. <laughs> I'm a yoke. He, he going to be a Christian for the end of the night. Can I fake it? Christianity is not something you're supposed to fake until you make. Okay? I just want to make sure y'all were. I'm talking to somebody that's getting ready to make a decision for it. And it's not to their good. It comes with counterfeit. When I'm distracted and I'm dissatisfied, then the enemy will try to send me a counterfeit. He says, it's a better job, better job offer. You make this here, but you can make... I, I, I remember this thing. I remember this thing. This was my first job. I was head cook over at uh, 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 Bonanza. They, they don't have them no more. I know on this side. And so, you know, it's like, I'm head cook, man. I work during the daytime, 10 to 5. I'm good to go. That means somebody after me has to clean the grill, you know, because you, you, you see them clean the grill and all that. And so, you know, it's like these brothers came up in the, the restaurant to eat. And I said, they said, young man, you look like you're pretty sharp. You, 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 what do you do here? I said, I'm the head cook. You know, you, you want to boast about, brag about it. I'm the head cook over here, yeah. And then you, you flip something so they can see, you know, what you're doing. Because, you know, you're supposed to have the, 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 the grill marks on it. And so what happened was he said, uh, man, I got a job offer for you. And you can make, in, in 60 days, you can make four more hours, four more dollars than you're making right now. And what you can do is, all you got to do is call this number. He said, but, you know, you make more money than you ever thought possible. Now, I'm going to be honest with y'all. Can I be honest? It's okay. My, my brother Tim, no, I, I'm a clean guy. I, I, you know, like he used to tease me when we worked on cars together, I got to put gloves on. Tim said, can you do that with gloves on? I say, I'm going to try. So then this man offered me a job in construction, fixing a bridge. It's obvious I didn't know where I was and what I'm responsible to do. Man, I don't know where y'all know, but when you're walking on a bridge and you're trying to make it, it, it got all marks in it. You know, I mean, it's like you got steel. And so my feet, I, you know, I had to get boots, had to get a ride there, and, and I'm there, man. But what happened was I only was there for two days. I remember my dad laughing at me. He said, you're going back to my? I said, no. 
Okay? So I got blisters on my hands. I got my feet hurt. But see, that was a better job offer. So I worked there for the two days. The guy that I rolled with, I had to ask him to pick my check up because, you know, you're embarrassed. You're not going back. Not going back. So then I got to go to McDonald's. I created a relationship with this young man, the, the manager. He liked me. I rode to New York with him, all that. Now I got to come back to him. And, and his attitude a little different to me, right? Y'all, y'all think it should be different? Yeah, because I ain't giving but three days notice. This is high school, though. So, so I asked him for my job back, and he said, well, Paul, I already gave your job to somebody else. So the guy that was night cook is now day cook. But now they need a night cook. Now, what I say, I was going 10 to 5? So now I got to clean the grill out. I got to wait on everybody to leave. Was that a counterfeit? Yeah. So I never did get that $4 raise because I only worked for two days. But it was a better offer, so I thought. That goes under the perfect job. Oh, what, what about the relationship? You, 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 you look for a relationship and you find this person that's saying all the right things. Say right things. But you hadn't given enough time to see whether God is in it. I'm, I'm going to keep on because y'all don't want to talk about relationships anymore. <laughs> but it comes with a compromise because that's why it's a distraction. It comes with a compromise so they do something and then you spend all your time trying to fix what they just did. Only for them to do it again. That's the song somewhere. Do it again. Okay. But I'm just talking about distractions, guys. That dissatisfaction, you're not satisfied in the relationship you're in, so you find another one. That's all I got to say about it. But it comes with compromise. What do you have to give up to get what you want, not what he wants you to have? Because he got the best waiting for you, but God, you're taking too long. We done talked about this before. I done waited for four days now. Let's look at it. Dissatisfaction creates distraction. So Samson, in relationship, and for the sake of time, guys, you can read this in Judges chapter 13, verse 16. And, and Samson, you know, he was the, 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 uh, the heavy metal dude. I mean, he was a strong guy. He had long hair, and he was under a certain tribe, and all he had to do, the Nazarites. Yeah, he was under the Nazarite tribe, and they weren't supposed to cut the hair because God had placed strength within his hair. And so, you know, he, he good, but, but he was a playboy. So... What's that do to open up Playboy? What was that? Who helped him? Why you say it so fast? No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Top, you know I'm messing with you. I'm messing with you. So he said it fast, though. But, but Hugh Hefner, he wasn't the original Playboy. Samson was. So Samson liked being out there. He liked his muscles. He liked showing off and stuff like that. And so, you know, he, he, he decided he's going to hook up with this harlot. That's what the Bible call it, harlot. What y'all call it there? Ho. Okay. He, he was going to hook up with her. So what he did was he said, okay. And so she, she kept, but see, he didn't know that this other tribe, the Philistines, had, had, had offered him. They, they say, look, offered her and say, look, if you can find out where strength comes from, then what we'll do is we'll give you all this money. So she said, I can do that. I sleep with a couple of men a week. I, I can do this thing. So what, 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 what's happening there? Okay. Remember, dissatisfaction creates distraction. So what he did, what she did was, you know, she, she made sure, because he liked to drink, so she made sure she got his best drink and all that. And so he would drink, and then she would ask him, where is his strength? Where does strength come from? So he lied to her about three times, you know, saying that it's new rope. So she goes out and get new rope cord, and then what she does is get him drunk, 
And then all of a sudden, she, she, she bring the army ready for him. They, they waiting on him. So then only to find out he was still, that, that was a lie. So he had the, the wherewith to know, wait a minute, I need to wait and see. So he did it three times. Say three times. But then, she, 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 how many of y'all know sometimes when a woman got the big eyes on you, and, and, and they flashed the eyes. So that's what she did. She flashed the eyes on you. She said, you, you never share these things with me. You've lied to me. you play played games on me. And then he said, okay, okay, I'm going to tell you what it is. It's my half. So she, she, she tried it out. While he drunk, she had somebody come in, cut his half. And then she call, called out, so he supposed to jump up and fight. And what he realized when he jumped up, he couldn't fight because his strength was gone. See, that's what I'm talking about, this compromise thing, man, this satisfaction. Okay? So they, they take him. Guess what? They punch his eyes out. I know this is a little bloody, but it's real. And so what they did is, uh, so he, they, they, they want to show him off. They want to embarrass him. This is the guy that y'all were afraid of. This is the person you was afraid of and, and, and ran from. And he destroyed armies. I mean, he, he took an a, a ox bone, a ox, what, what you call it, oxen bone. Yeah, yes, sir. And I mean, he killed like a thousand men with that bone. But now he's blind. So he goes to God. He said, Father, if you just give me strength one more time, so I will avenge you. So what happened is they got, you know, the big, big, the Colosseum. They got the Colosseum. And, and they got two main tools, you know, main columns. And what they do is he tells his little boy that's supposed to be watching him, he said, take me to the center, take me to where the columns are. So we have this man that had all this power, now relying on a little child. Can we say pride got in there? So the, the little boy takes him there. And then they got thousands of people. They got the roof. They got thousands of people. And he takes the columns. God anoints him to have power. And so he pushed down the columns and killed everybody in there. Because, see, they were the enemy. Is it okay to kill the enemy? Okay, all right. All right. All right. <laughs> but, see, he got in a relationship that wasn't ordained of God. He got distracted because he was dissatisfied with who he was with. Then let's look at David. This is called men day. <laughs> David. Y'all know about David, right? David ended up being called a man after God's own heart. Because David was honest with God. David messed up what he do. He repent. He, he tell God, you know. And then he never made a promise, I'm not going to do it again. <laughs> but just like what uh, somebody, Jazz said back there, grace runs out. So, so not only did David have a relationship with a married woman, but David was in the wrong, right, wrong place and time. Because they were getting ready to go to battle. And back then, they had a, 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 a rule that the king would go in front of the battle. So David said, I'm tired. I watched Netflix last night. I'm just tired. All right, so this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to stay home. Y'all go ahead with the battle. I'm going to stay right here, Teresa. I'm going to stay right here and just chill out. So David said, hey, the sun is nice. I can sunbathe up here. So he goes up on the roof, and he sees Bathsheba, another man's wife, that's in his, in his warrior team. So he sees her, and he starts fantasizing. Y'all know you, you don't go well with fantasizing when you about somebody else's wife, right? Or husband. Uh-oh, I, I put it double. There it is. Boop, boop. Did it like that? So what ended up happening was he, he, he got, he, he slept with her, got her pregnant. So he decided, I'm going kill, to kill her husband so nobody has to know about this. Now, this is David, the king. So that's what he does. And so you can look at that in 2 Samuel chapter 11, verse 1. But that's what he does. And then 
he reaps that in his family. His sons start to come after him as he advances the kingdom. But what happened, guys? He got dissatisfied. Then he got distracted. Now, I'm not going to even mess with Mary and Martha. Martha, y'all know Martha was really busy. Say really busy. And so I'm going to go ahead and finish with this one. In Luke chapter 10, verse 41 and 42, this is what it says in the Amplified. So, so Martha and Mary are at the house. But guess who the guest is? Jesus. So now, when Jesus come in, I'm just asking a real honest question. Would you stop everything you're doing? Now, I know we're going to eat the, the, the uh, pumpkin pie and what else? What, what else we got to eat? Steak, somebody got to feed us. So Martha decided that she's the one. But Martha not getting no help. I mean, Mary said, forget this. I'm at Jesus' feet. Because, see, after I eat that food, I'm going to need what Jesus, only Jesus can provide. Yes, sir. There it is. There it is. So what happens is, you know, it's like she, she tried to get Jesus on, on Mary. Say, don't you see what I'm doing? Don't, don't you see I done did the rolls, I done did the cake, the ham, I done did all this, and she's not helping me. She's still sitting at your feet. Now, have we ever told on somebody? Yeah, because they're not doing their job. But, but let's see what Jesus said about this. He said, but the Lord replied to her, Martha, Martha. Y- y'all think he did it real cool like Martha, Martha? Martha, Martha. You are worried and bothered and anxious. Look how many things she got going on. Worried, bothered, and anxious. About so many things. So when I read that, what I read was, it wasn't just about the food. She had other stuff going on. She had other stuff going on, Crystal, because the, the food could have just been one of the things, like worried or bothered or anxious. But, I mean, she had, he, he said many things. So it wasn't just one thing, which was the food. But only one thing is necessary. Because he knew what she was going to need later on. Y- y'all understand what I'm saying? So he knew what she was going to need later on, and Mary is making sure she stay right there because she knows this is God. This is God manifested in the flesh, Jesus Christ. And if he can't solve the issue, if he can't heal the problem, I'm in trouble. So you go ahead and mess with your food, but I'm going to mess with Jesus. So he goes on to say, and it's for Mary has chosen the good part, that which is to her advantage. So when we make a decision, we need to make the decision towards our advantage. Because Martha's wasn't towards her advantage. Which will not be taken away from her. Now, if Martha stepped back, she could have got rid of worry. She could have got rid of anxiousness. She could have got rid of what else was it? Bothered. But Mary said, I tell you what, and and y'all know... the, the Bible don't tell you everything in the sense that it allows you to use your mind about things. You, you know what I'm saying? So y'all know Martha, Mary, Mary, Martha was Mary, mad at Mary. She didn't speak to her for a couple of days. And I guarantee you that she wouldn't allow her to have an extra plate. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like you didn't help me fix it. Y'all told people that, that right? You didn't help me fix it. So why, is I, why am I going to allow you to have an extra piece? But I'm telling you. But Jesus said, he said that Mary chose the good part, that which is to her advantage, which will not be taken away from her. That's what she chose. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, I just thank you in advance. I thank you that you're giving us a choice. 
we can continue to run our life the way we think we need to run it and the way we did it and how we've done it. And, but you have a plan that can get rid of worry, get rid of being bothered, get rid of anxiety. You have that plan, and it's called Jesus. Because Jesus is the Prince of Peace. So if we need peace in our life, there he is. If we need rest in our life, there he is. Don't get distracted. Don't turn the station right now. Don't turn away right now. Because that is a distraction. You've looked up until this point. Now look all the way. So all you need to do is repeat after me. And the congregation is repeating in agreement with what's happening with you. And repeat, Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. Your word says, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. I call on your name now, Lord Jesus. I ask you to come into my heart. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Therefore, according to your word, I am now saved in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. So all you need to do is just go to the new members page at chosenrva.com and just go to the new members page. And my wife and I are teaching the four, four classes. And that's all you need to become a Thank you for joining us. Please visit our website, chosenrva.com, and check in with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Chosen RVA. We hope you'll join us again soon.